Today, the topic at play is around plateaus. And the question was, what do I do when nothing's changing or I'm experiencing a plateau? Welcome to the show where we help you make smart nutrition simple. If you want proven nutrition strategies to help you build a better body and create the energy to show up for your family without overly restrictive and unrealistic dieting, then you're in the right place. Make sure to subscribe and enjoy this episode. Who would like to kick things off? It's a great question and and often a very common uh, question that we get. I mean, I I couldn't tell you how many clients I've had that have felt they've been in a plateau sort of scenario and and, uh, not sure what they're doing because the common uh, response is also followed up with like, I feel like I'm doing everything that I should, but I'm in a little bit of a plateau. I'm not sure the scale is not moving and things like that. So oftentimes, you know, when that scenario pops up, we'll, we'll go through a little bit of an audit. Right, and, and just go back through and have a look at uh, some of the, the metrics that we're getting from those individuals, whether it be food tracking, their behaviors and things like that, and just do a little bit of a clean slate analysis of, of what that individual is actually going through, just to sort of see if there's any triggers there that may be contributing to holding them back or, or providing a little bit more of a plateau sort of scenario uh, before making any decisions going forward, just to sort of get a capture and a really good clean capture because you know, as we know, we live our lives in a very dynamic uh, world. And, and there could be things like, okay, I went out to a Mexican restaurant last night, I didn't feel like I ate that much. But, you know, that could lead or, you know, a series of, of events that could sort of contribute to a, a sort of plateau sort of scenario, where when we have a little bit more of a retrospective analysis of it, we can sort of identify, is that really happening? Or are there some triggers that could be contributing to it? what I heard you say is is identifying, are we actually in a plateau by virtue of looking at data to help us make informed decisions? Because the nature of the beast is that there's a lot of variables at play that could be disrupting the data or the perception of the data that we're relying on to determine whether or not we're actually in a plateau. So for, for Joey and Kim, what data points do we look at that are important to acknowledge in order for us to actually be able to determine are we actually in a plateau? And and perhaps to take the question to the next step is, what do you think maybe people and or coaches get wrong with respect to these data points? We're looking at, I mean, you just challenged me personally on this yesterday myself. Like we look at calories, we look at how we're hitting our macros. Just full disclosure, you challenged me yesterday to hit my macros plus or minus two grams for protein and carbohydrates plus or minus one gram um, on fat. So when we're talking about like being dialed in, like that's how dialed in you want, wanted me. So really looking at that and circumference measurements, mm-hmm. uh, body circumference measurements, because sometimes we'll see that the, the scale will plateau or not move or bounce around. And then we're seeing that body circumference measurements are actually decreasing, which is something that I've experienced myself. What else are we looking at data point wise? You mentioned weight and you mentioned appropriately tracking weight. And so I think it's important to acknowledge within that is, are we, how are we weighing ourselves? Are we weighing once a week? Are we weighing once every other week? Are we weighing once every few days for for those that are in our community, we know we we tend to encourage people to weigh every single day. And we talked about this in a previous 
roundtable as to the importance of weighing yourself. So if you guys missed that, make sure and go back. So we're obviously tracking weight as one indicator progress, but then you said, okay, circumference measurements, because we know very well that weight might stay the same, but we can see body composition changing, right? Oh, so then you alluded to, Kim, was, which is great, is the difference between understanding, okay, if things aren't moving, then what are we looking at uh, of reasons why the scale might not be moving, why body composition might not be changing? And you suggested, okay, am I actually hitting my calories? And within my calorie intake, am I actually hitting the macronutrients? And how closely am I actually hitting the, the macronutrients, which at a certain point, this certainly becomes um, necessary depending on how aggressive we're trying to be. And for you, someone who's already quite lean uh, is trying to, to push the outer ranges of leanness, then we need to be uber diligent. Whereas someone who might be just getting started and is more like 25 or 30% body fat, we have a lot more flexibility and freedom in terms of how we can push things. What yeah. else might we be looking at there? You just touched on something that's really important is like, where's the person on their journey? You know, because to, to be frank, when you're falling into that higher percentage of body fat category, maybe you're just getting going. Maybe you have, you know, maybe you're coming in north of 25% body fat, or you've got 30, 40 pounds you reasonably need to lose. The, the specificity of the data does not need to be as tight. You know, general lifestyle factors are usually going to cause weight to start changing precipitously if we just get moving more. If we start managing the times of day we eat, if we start, you know, maybe trying to eat some more nutrient dense foods we're going to see results happen really, yeah. really fast just by virtue of there being a reasonable amount of body fat to lose. Now, as that progresses, what I see time and time again with clients is they get over that initial uh, hump where it's just like, okay, I've done all the lifestyle things and I've lost like 30 pounds, but I still have, you know, reasonably 15, 20 pounds to go. And, the, and we just get stuck. Well, the truth of the matter is, and it's kind of a blunt statement, but what got you there isn't what's going to be that gets you over that plateau to, you know, that super lean physique you might have envisioned yourself hitting when you joined a nutrition coaching program, for instance. So at that point, it's like, well, now how specific do we need to get with the data? Tim, mm -hmm. how hard are we on our macros? How hard are we on our protein goals? Are we actually hitting 10 to 12,000 steps a day? How hard are we training, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? Because we have to get more specific the further we get along on our journey. And, and that's where I think is the most important component is just this broad stroke around how are you actually tracking progress? And is it a re reliable indicator of progress? Because so frequently we have clients express that they're not progressing, that they're plateaued, that weight loss has stalled. And the reality is they're actually not doing the things that they've committed to doing, at least not consistently enough. So the expectations are unreasonable for the needle to be moving, or they have entirely unrealistic expectations altogether, or if they're not actually doing the things. And so that's where it begs the question of, okay, what is it that makes you think you should be making progress right now? Because sure, the needle moved, like you said, Joey, what got you here won't get you there. So the needle moved over the past four weeks just by virtue of you starting to take some ownership and tracking your calories. And now 
things are quote unquote stagnant, but are you actually getting your steps? Are you making concerted efforts to eat more quality food? Are you consistently and accurately tracking, right? So at every one of these levels, at every one of these skills that we work to adopt with our clientele, there's nuances therein that takes time and energy and effort for them to build compliance around and consistency around. And so invariably, if and when someone does feel like they're experiencing a plateau is they're not doing all of the things diligently that they've committed to doing and that we feel mutually that are realistic for them, or they just haven't given them given themselves enough time. And it just takes more time because we've had multiple clients that have come in and said, oh, it's been a week and nothing's changing, right? And we see these massive spikes week by week with their, with their weight which invariably tells us they're not being consistent. However, when we've had three or four weeks of literally steady weight, steady body composition, they're getting the steps and they're doing all of the things that are realistic for them, then the next step becomes, okay, how do we adjust the variables to tighten things up or move the needle in a way that, that they want to go. Yeah. I think you, I think you highlight a couple of really good points here. I mean, oftentimes when we get this conversation or get this question, it comes to us in a subject subjective form. Like I, I feel like I'm in a plateau. I think I'm in a plateau. And, and then when you put that objective measurement, and the data behind it to say, well, actually, are you in a plateau? Then, I mean, that's really important because oftentimes, and I would say probably the large collective uh, side of things, they're not actually in that uh, uh, plateau. When we look at the hard data and when we look at those objective measures, we can see, hey, you know, let's try working through this and be a little bit more tighter on your on your your tracking. Let's let's make sure you're getting to those step counts and and your uh, you know workout routines that you're supposed to. And oftentimes, when we even just make those adjustments, that plateau, so to speak, sort of disappears, and all of a sudden, now, oh wow, look, you know, we're we're now on on the the right path again. Um, but if you do get that uh, that individual that does have a genuine plateau sort of scenario, that's where the the concrete data is really important because now we're actually making a a prescribed change to their program based on the data that we see to then and have that informed decision where okay, let's go in this path because you can see based on this really concrete data that you've that we've collected. Now we're making a, a, an educated decision to move forward. And I, I think that's really important where I think in the collective uh, environment, most people will give up before they give themselves that opportunity to really get collect that data and have a look at that data. And they never get to that point of, of making those educated decisions going forward. Hey, friends, quick pause in this episode for an exciting announcement. I'm thrilled to let you know that we've officially partnered with Fullscript to create our own very high-end quality supplement store. Fullscript is the number one online dispensary for professional-grade supplements. And while we do have our own small retail shop for our complete essentials training formula, we're often asked for recommendations when it comes to products outside of those that we carry. Now, as you probably have realized, the internet is the Wild West when it comes to supplements, and it's tough to find many of the best products from a reliable source and at an affordable price. I've heard many stories of people ordering something off Amazon and receive something completely different in the bottle, which can actually be quite dangerous when it comes to nutritional supplements. And so in the BSL Nutrition Fullscript Dispensary, we've hand-selected a few dozen of our personal favorites, and we've broken them into easily searchable categories, including Ben's favorites. 
Now the best part of this situation is that due to the buying power of groups, we're able to get you a 15% off retail pricing on the entire catalog of professional products in our shop. These are brands like Designs for Health, Biotics, Research, Biobotanical Research, Microbiome Labs, Seeking Health, and more. So just click on the Join BSL Nutrition Supplement Shop in the show notes to create your free account and place your first order. Orders over $50 receive free shipping on top of our 15% discount on everything. And just so you know, the criteria we use to determine what went into the shop is, is the product something we would recommend and or take ourselves and give to our kids? Is the product of the highest quality? And can we provide a lower cost than is available anywhere else on the web. Now, we sincerely hope this helps you save money and acquire the highest quality products for you and your family. And let's get back to the show. Ben and I were having a talk just yesterday about some of the data points that we actually could improve upon collecting just as a, as a coaching group. And, you know, for instance, we're looking at weight, we're looking at circumference measurements, but what about your resting heart rate? You might not have lost a pound on the scale, but what if your resting heart rate is dropped by 10 beats a minute? What if your recovery interval between sets has gone from I'm at 170 beats per minute at the end of my set and I'm getting down to 120 beats per minute in the two minute rest period I'm taking when before I was only getting down to 140. Those are all indicators of progress too. So I think that there's a there's a lot of value also in, in getting dialed in on what progress looks like. To, why are you here in the first place? Right. Are you yeah. here to look a certain way? Sure. All of us are. If we say we're not, we're lying. We like looking nice. It's It's a good thing. But really, we're here to live long, robust, healthy lives. And there's a lot of data points beyond circumference and body composition that tell you that you're on the track to lead a long, robust, healthy life than just the weight on the scale. Yeah. And, and this is where I think the conversation um, transitions for, for people that start to feel frustrated around perceived lack of progress which is always the case at, at varying stages of the journey. There's not one person, not one of us has experienced consistent linear progress over any period of time in any venture in our life. Everything is always undulating. And so I don't know why people think that the weight loss journey, the health journey would be any different. It can't be any different and it shouldn't be any different because of the lessons that we glean along the way. But this is where some of the psychological components start to fall into play. Dan, one of the questions you posed was, how do we actually stay positive during these times? How do we stay on track? Um, how do we stay consistent when our brain just wants to say, and our emotions just want to say, screw it, right? Because I feel like I'm doing all of the things. I'm not seeing the progress that I think I'm supposed to be seeing. And this goes back to just making sure that we're setting realistic expectations. But by virtue of that, then the brain starts to go, well, screw it. I don't care anymore. Right. Or at least that's the narrative that I don't think is, is uncommon for us to uh, start to have that mental chatter around. I just don't care anymore. It's not that important to me. We start to rationalize things one way or the other to the degree that all of the sudden, I think it's not unreasonable for us to start to fall out of pattern with the habits, routines, and behaviors that we've integrated in to get us as far as we've gone. And so, you know, do you guys have any insight into how to address those 
you know, the mindset around that, how to address the and reframe the perspective when, when we all experience the, you know, that level of sabotage, if you will. When you feel that urge to give up or like you're not making the progress you want to make at the rapidity with which you want to make it, it's like the question I find myself asking all the time when I feel like I'm not progressing is, you know, okay, I could quit. Sure. But what's it, what's a guaranteed way to make sure that I don't make any more progress, give up on all the things that I've accomplished over the course of the past, however many years of, of doing this or months or days, given wherever you are. So kind of asking that question internally and having an honest, hard conversation with yourself, like I might not be making the progress at the speed I want to make it, but how can I guarantee that I'll stop making it all together while well, giving up? How can I guarantee or at least create an environment where it would be far more likely that I will continue to make progress or at some point overcome this plateau? Well, continue to at a minimum do the things that I've established through this process and, and dial in the behaviors that I might be being a little bit more lax on so that I can overcome this hurdle. And then asking yourself, like, what, what do you really want? You know, do you want to keep making progress? Cool. Well, you already have your answer. Quitting is a guaranteed way not to do that. There's a couple things that I think about when we have these conversations with ourselves that I've learned and, and adopted over the years of, of going down this road. One is, is really just that it's okay to experience the undulations and emotions that we as humans are meant to experience on a daily basis. The fear, the frustration, the happiness, the elation, the guilt, the shame, the regret, all of the things that we experience on a daily basis. And I think giving any one of those emotions too much power in the moment in and of itself is, is perhaps a huge mistake to be able to tell us to do something that ultimately we likely don't want to do. And so one is just to acknowledge the way that we're feeling. And this is a lot of the conversations that we have around uh, and with our clients around is what's the stimulus? What's our typical response? How do we create a gap between the stimulus and the response so that we can actually insert logic and reason here? So to just really identify with what it is that we're feeling, why we think we're feeling that way, and give ourselves time to shift, you know, for the emotional shift to happen. It's usually we're, we're not relegated to that emotion for any more than five or 10 or 15 minutes at a time, in which case we can easily uh, change that and or wait it out before saying, screw it and diving headfirst into the pantry. So I think that's a really important thing is just being okay with like the emotions that we constantly are subjected to experiencing every single day and, and, and manifest every single day. The other thing is that while we often will say to ourselves, I just don't care anymore, or sometimes that's the narrative in our brain. I don't care right now. I'm I'm done with this. I don't care anymore. Well, you might not actually feel like you care right now, but I guarantee at some point you're going to care. And it might be tomorrow morning when you look at the scale. It might be next week um, when your pants are feeling tight, whatever it is, right? At some point you're going to care and you're going to look back and say, I was doing a lot of things well and I allowed um, myself to go down the rabbit hole of emotions and behaviors that clearly haven't served me up until this point. And so the more that we can kind of step in and check in with ourselves and say, okay, 
long as I'm acknowledging that at some point I will care, it's in my best interest to continue to focus on the things that, if nothing else, are helping me feel the way I feel right now, make the progress or maintain the progress that I've made up until this point. And that's what I would challenge people to identify with and slow down and absorb if and when they do experience those emotions. I think one thing that we didn't touch on enough that I know I go back to constantly is strength training and watching yourself get stronger in the gym and actually tracking that and watching yourself increasingly get stronger because I have typically I have a lot of the women, but when they think that they're plateauing, we look back and we're like, damn, look how strong you've gotten. Look at how much weight you're pushing around now that you weren't before. And it's very empowering. And I think we, we uh, really need to pay attention to those things too. Yeah, that's a, a fantastic reframe around perceived progress and making the shift away from kind of the objective scale and circumference measurement, weight, and and all of those metrics, and instead really focusing on performance. I love that. I think that that really does some justice to the topic, and hopefully that's helpful for people. Do you guys have anything else that you think is relevant towards the, the topic at hand? Just to remind people not to give up. So many people don't succeed because they just give up too soon. And no matter what, like I said a minute ago, it's like that is that is your guaranteed way to not get this right, is to stop showing up. So keep showing up, please. Whatever it is that you're doing, don't stop showing up, even if it isn't working for half a minute when you think it should be going faster. And the thing is, I think it's always working because we always have an opportunity if we're approaching this from the right mindset, which is what we're challenging you to do and encouraging you to do is it's actually always working because every time that we experience that feeling, it's an opportunity to check in with ourselves and actually acknowledge all of the things that we talked about. Is it up here? Is it our, our daily behaviors? What it was the data actually show about our, our daily behaviors? And, and listen, you know, Kim mentioned it, Joey, you mentioned it. It's like every single one of us experiences these things on a daily basis. It's something that I'm toggling with on a daily basis around how are things actually progressing? You know, when we're in a dedicated fat loss phase, as an example, which a few of us are here, how are we ensuring that we are actually making progress? And, and us approaching this the exact same way, even with years and years of experience, it's no different to the degree that, you know, I've had scale kind of bouncing up and down by two or three pounds for the last three weeks. And I know I'm making progress by virtue of pictures and circumference measurements and performance in the gym, but the scale's not doing anything. But I know it's going to soon enough, yet it's still the conversations in my head that then lead to, okay, well, should I just justify eating less than is on my plan, eating more than is on my plan, saying, screw it, eating more of the kids' snacks, you know, all of these things that we navigate. And so that's where it's our it's our goal to help you guys become your own best nutrition detective for you to be able to look at these data points and know how you feel, how you look, how you're performing, to be able to make educated decisions for yourself. And that's our ultimate goal with our smart nutrition coaching program. So we appreciate you guys taking the time to tune in. Take care. 
Thank you so much for listening. And if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you in your nutrition journey for free. One, grab a free copy of my Fat Loss Fix Guide at fatlossfixguide.com. Two, join my free group at smartnutritionmadesimple.com. Three, subscribe to my YouTube channel at smartnutritionmadesimpletv.com. Four, leave a five-star rating and positive review so that we can gain access to more nutrition experts ready to share their knowledge with you and ultimately help more people make smart nutrition simple. 